0: you. Uh-huh. Josh Clements, I'm Daniel Savage. How you guys doing? And we have a special Logan. guest, Logan. What did I tell yeah. you? You let me <laughs> oh, introduce God you. Damn it, Logan! And we have a special guest with us today. He's not a huge artist. He's not anyone famous. He's not even good, but he's a great friend and an even better wow. person. <laughs> Say your name, buddy. I, I wouldn't go that far, but okay. Well, yeah, just start right <laughs> off then. <right? Okay. laughs> No, he he is he, he is better than I was when I was at his point in editing. So that's that's yeah. where he I'll put that.
1: His name, but that's beside the point.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Okay, so we're just gonna call you unnamed guest apparently because yeah. you don't want to say your name.
2: <laughs>
3: You're oh, nobody. Wow. No, go ahead and introduce yourself.
2: Okay, so like you guys said, I'm Logan, and. My Instagram name is Street Level Designs. I'm sure Dalton will have it on the thing somewhere. Yeah, you, know, so. you don't
3: need to follow him, though. He's...
2: Eh. <laughs> I mean, I edit, and I rarely post... edit, which is not often because of time restraints. But when I do, I'm not terrible. I'm better than a lot
0: of the other ones on
2: Instagram, so...
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Now he's just full of himself. Are you kidding me? Yeah, cal- calm down, buddy. I'm better than Pop some the of high high them. You
3: can't even lie. You can't lie. Yeah, but... <laughs> You, off that we
1: course, All you do is promote yourself. This is terrible. We're <laughs> like can, ten seconds. two point oh. We brought All you whatever. on. As a, we
0: brought you on as a friend. <laughs> I apologize. <Yeah>. All right, <laughs> that's enough of that. Let's get into some conversation, some deep, in-depth conversation. We're gonna get in there deep, guys. We're going, <laughs> we're going balls deep I'm, here.
3: I'm always down to go balls deep. So, the
0: director of Star Wars Episode Nine, untitled Star Wars movie, dropped out, I guess it's been two weeks ago since that happened? Um, mm-hmm. I don't even remember his name, but I remember... It was like, it was Colin something, right? Uh, Colin Trevorrow, I think. There you go. Something like that, yeah. I was, I'm actually not a huge fan of his, so I'm actually kind of glad he dropped out, um, to, to an extent, just because I, I, his... List of movies. I'm not overly overly thrilled, and I don't know how well he would have handled a Star Wars movie. But it actually happened on Tuesday. It was confirmed that J.J. Abrams would be directing Episode Nine. So let's just get some thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. I don't
3: know. He he handled um the Force Awakens fantastically. I loved that movie. Um, I don't know. I think I would would have rathered um a fresh director just for more ideas so we could just kind of keep the new ideas fresh.
0: That's kind of where yeah. I'm at. That's probably what I'm going to with.
1: Mm-hmm. Because, it, like, I don't think anyone's going to say J.J. Abrams is a
3: bad director. Oh, he's just, not a bad director.
1: I no, not know, not at all. But the problem is, I think people are going to compare it to The Force Awakens and it's going to be quite similar in terms of the tone and pacing, which... Isn't what I feel a Star Wars film should be? I feel like each film should be its own individual take on this huge galaxy of different stories and different inter- like interwoven
0: uh, tales. Also, personally, yeah. if we have to get a director back that we've already had, I would much rather it be Ryan Johnson. And I haven't even seen The Last Jedi yet. It's not even out yet. <laughs> but I much prefer him as a director. To Abrams, and I love J.J. Abrams. I love what he did with Star Trek. I love what he did with um, uh, Cloverfield Lane, and even the uh, The Force Awakens. But Ryan Johnson is—he is something else, and I'm really excited we have him for the Last Jedi. But I think I would have preferred to have him for Episode Nine as opposed to um, to having Abrams back.
2: Well, I think that Abrams coming back would actually is kind of good because it's like. Since they do the movies and trilogies, he was there for the beginning. He's there for the end. I think it kind of, it's neat that it goes in like a full circle, but I get what you guys are saying.
0: It actually kind of directly mirrors the original trilogy where George Lucas did A New Hope and then didn't do Empire and then came back for um, Return of the Jedi. Which is kind exactly. of neat yeah. that it that it does that, but then you have to look at Return of the Jedi is by far the worst film in the original trilogy, so it's kind of it's kind mm-hmm. of like oh, you know. I still oh, really I like that
3: one
1: though.
0: I'm happy that George oh, it, Lucas it, it didn't still come holds back. up as a
3: movie. It's just not comparable to New Hope and Empire, but it's definitely a quality movie.
0: Yeah, but it, didn't it, George Lucas of X Episode One? George Lucas directed the whole prequel trilogy. mm -hmm. He did the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, I think that's... uh, No matter who we
1: get, even if you disagree with Abrams, I think you can at least be glad that Lucas didn't take over. Oh, my God, yeah. I I would want to see the train wreck that film would be, but at the same time, I kind of... I, I would actually like to see the series succeed. Well, no, because here's what would
0: happen if Lucas did it again. Visually, it would be kind of a boring movie um, because visually what Lucas does is it's it's all shot reverse shot and then you put your special effects on top. But the problem with Lucas in the prequel trilogy is Lucas hired and surrounded himself with yes men basically people who wouldn't say no to any of his ideas and would praise him for whatever he put out. Disney wouldn't let that happen, so even if Lucas did direct Episode Nine, he would have people saying, hey, don't do that. It's stupid, and everyone will hate it. And I think we would have gotten maybe not a great Star Wars movie, but we would have gotten a halfway decent Star Wars movie out of Lucas. I just don't want them to let his hands near the franchise ever again.
2: I think it would have been... Okay, like I think he might have learned from his mistakes from the prequels since it's been almost ten years or so since it's been the last over one. ten years, hasn't
0: it? Yeah, it, it was two thousand five, yeah. so it's been twelve years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but oh, okay.
2: yeah, so. you would
0: think if he was going to learn from his mistakes, you would have think you would have you would think he would have learned from his mistakes in the previous two movies before directing the next two. mm
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think there's True. any learning from his mistakes with Lucas. Lucas actually has come out and said that he thinks the prequels are better than the original trilogy, which is oh, a garbage statement. Like, and I, mean, it-
3: I really do hate the man. At this point, he's just—I just, you I just can't don't hate him because him. he
2: started everything. But I understand what you're saying. Like, I
3: just don't have any decisions. respect for him at this point.
0: He didn't—the the yeah. greatest Star Wars movie of all time, *The Empire Strikes Back*. He had almost. I mean, he had a little to do with it, but he had almost nothing to do with it, mm-hmm. and he,
3: he didn't even direct that one, right?
0: No, he didn't direct or produce. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: the thing is though, like as much as you say, like we don't respect him or we hate him, or whatever, which I kind of agree with. He did start it, and That's he wrong. laid the base groundwork for it all, even if the parts that he had a hand in were utterly terrible, and I think we would all rather forget. I mean, I mean Misa Jaja Binks is not something anyone wants to hear <laughs> in their life. Let's, let's think not
0: about even it. talk think about, about it. Think about it this Jair way. Binks. Think about it this way. So, if Leonardo da Vinci painted the Mona Lisa, which is universally renowned as one of the greatest paintings to come out of the Renaissance period and of all time, if he had painted the Mona Lisa and then decided, after the Mona Lisa was very popular, very famous, I don't like that. I'm going to change it. Changes the original copy of the Mona Lisa and says, this is the only copy I'm allowing. Would we still respect Mm. him as an artist? Because I personally don't think so. Mm. Not at all. If he had painted a mustache on Mona Lisa. (laughs) Not a good mustache, a shitty cgi mustache on mona lisa
3: <laughs> reverse
2: cable
0: that's no that's that's exactly what i'm that's exactly my point cuz that's what lucas did even even if you put the prequels aside which i personally have cuz i know there are people who love the prequels that's fine i wish i could like the prequels personally i just can't but he took the original trilogy what was
1: that the best thing to come of the prequels is Ewan mcgregor
3: Oh, of course,
0: yeah, easily, yeah.
3: Follow following you and McGregor is the memes. The memes are better than the actual prequels. Exactly, yes, it's
0: true.
1: <laughs> the best thing that the prequels have ever done is I don't know if you've seen it, but someone got like a Chinese knockoff copy, and if you look at the subtitles, they haven't. That it's some of the weirdest things you've ever seen. Like um, you know, episode three where they. Face off against Count here in detail, uh, and the sentence is like, "Be careful, he is a Sith Lord." In the yes. Chinese copy, he says something along the lines of, "Careful, he is the big,"
3: and then they <laughs> take him,
1: they say, "Sit off, our special, our speciality is the big." And
0: Can we talk about how that line things. doesn't make any sense in the in the actual movie because Sith Lords haven't been a thing for over two hundred years before both Anakin and Obi Wan were born. So there's no way that their speciality would beat Sith Lords. Well, you got the Clone Wars, the animated Clone Wars,
2: where they were fighting Dooku and Maul and everybody else. But Maul wasn't a I Sith mean,
0: Lord, though. And he was he dead was, at the time. And,
2: but then, because he wasn't fully trained, because he wanted to keep him as an assassin, but he was still a Sith Lord, at least that's what they were saying. That's why he got so mad when he started training his brother.
0: Either way, Sith Lords are not their specialty. Their specialty okay. is trade agreements. True. That's the only favorite
1: thing about the peoples. Like My boy, I can't wait to sit down for two hours and watch planets talk about trade agreements.
0: Oh boy, a pod race! <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, taxation! Alright. Oh, what's y'all's favorite? Putting the movies themselves aside, what's your favorite uh, Star Wars poster? Ooh.
3: Mm.
1: That's a tough one. I mean, the, the sort of Star Wars post is now an archetype, isn't it? The whole, the set out of you've got different layers, and it's just getting bigger and bigger until you had the big bad guy behind you and the small hero in front of you. Like I feel like that's kind of, if you're doing a sci-fi post, that's basically the archetype for it now. Mm-hmm. So well, if, you, if because of that, I think I have to say episode four just because it's that iconic.
0: Mm. Well, if you look at from a design sense, uh, in design school, if you're doing a poster that has that many characters on the front and that much going on, they refer to it as a Star Wars poster. That's like the official design term that designers use when making a poster of that style. It's like the new Pirates of the Caribbean poster where it had all those characters on it. They refer to that as a Star Wars poster, which I think is super neat. And I think Episode Four did yeah. it very well. Um, Empire Strikes Back... Upped that. Empire Strikes Back is beautiful. I can't remember Empire Strikes Back. It's It's with Han and Leia kissing on the front, just like um, Mm -hmm. uh, Sound of the Wind. The one used for the Guardians poster? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I really like that one. But Mm -hmm. the one that's. I really like that's coming to mind. I mean, I know it's one of the more recent ones, but I like the Last Jedi one where it's like the red and has Luke up in the sky with Rey and her lightsaber. That's just so
3: fucking cool.
0: That one may... I I also dug that one. That one may be my favorite just because it's such such a step in a different direction, which gives me hope that this movie will be such... It'll be just a step in a new direction and we're really going to get to focus on these new characters. and, and, And it really... I, I I love that poster. Um, my favorite poster from the pre- prequel trilogy is going to Phantom Menace because I also like that poster a lot from a design sense. Even if I hate the movie, Darth Maul's eyes in the back—it's like this this like luminous force looking over you—and that's also just a beautiful poster.
1: That's kind of become a like If you look at basically any sold poster. They always have the bad guy like, almost overlooking the heroes. I think the Force Awakens was the first one not to do that, and they opted for having Kylo Ren sort of looking away. But, but I do agree with you with the fact that Darth Maul, look, like Darth Maul's, the, I think the best designed character from Star Wars, like the films at least.
0: Like, I wouldn't go that far, but he does have an excellent design. Who would you say is the best design? Then, yeah, ah, that that is a tough question. I, I don't think I can give it to Maul simply because his design, his design is rather simplistic, and it is very badass, but I'm going to have to go with um, Boba Fett, not from Empire, but Boba Fett from Return of the Jedi, when they really kind of bumped up his design and gave him a, mo- a little bit of a grittier suit, because what it does, it explains his almost his entire backstory. You know he's Mandalorian. You know he's a bounty hunter. You know he's been through some shit and, and all of that without saying a word, it's all in the design of his suit.
1: Mm, uh, yeah, I've, well, I've always loved Mandalorian helmets. I, I like that design. Oh, they're that, gorgeous. Uh, the visor is the best part about a Mandalorian helmet. Uh, oh, easily. Think, it seemed like they'd be hard to see through, though. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: this the only person the who's ever it?
1: thought about that. That's why he got killed. So he's in Vengeance Jedi. He spent the whole battle like <laughs> yeah. Fine. So, <laughs> that's
0: he might as well be blind. <laughs> yeah. *Rogue yeah, 1 also had a pretty good poster. In the
2: Marvel movie is how Iron Man's mask has the two tiny eye slits, but he can see perfectly fine. I mean, I understand because it it's a high tech suit with a heads up display, but it's like they're really thin slits and they keep getting thinner with the new movies. <laughs> and it's like, how does he even see? It doesn't even look like your lines Logan, up. Logan, it's fake. RDJ's head,
0: so. Logan, it's it's fake. It's all it's all I understand that. Boba Fett is fake, Elton. Boba Fett is not yeah. fake. You fuck off, Logan. <laughs> Take that back right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Rogue One actually had a pretty pretty beautiful poster for such a lackluster film. I really like how it's got uh, the stormtroopers at the bottom, like storming the beach, and then it's like a classic Star Wars poster, but at the same time, you look at it and you're like, this isn't a classic Star Wars poster. And so it really balances the two extremely well. Yeah,
2: and it's like one yeah. of the only ones that doesn't have like a space background, too, right? Or am I thinking about a different one?
0: No, it's the only one that doesn't have. Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, the The, the yeah. Last Jedi also doesn't, but that's because it's a different style poster. True. Just got it. You mentioned The Last Jedi. This is something
1: that I wanted to bring up the last topic, but I can't. Kind of but um, do you guys originally remember the original Last Jedi director? Because it was Josh Trank yeah. who did Fantastic Four 2015, which none of oh, us remember. Oh, Jesus.
0: I didn't know that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, he yeah. originally turned to direct it, but Fantastic Four came out, and everyone was like, wow, this is a piece of shit. That <laughs> you should be ashamed. <laughs> Yeah. And
2: I um, no, actually mentioned. I do remember that. I remember that part when you said it before. I wasn't
1: remembering, but when everybody was like shitting on it, and Pat, yep, I remember that. Yeah, but it just kind of made me think, it made me think of something because um, with Episode Nine, Colin Trevorrow leaving, that's the third new like Star Wars film coming out that's had a direct leave because Josh Trank left The Last Jedi, Chris Lord and Phil Miller left Han Solo. Now we've had Colin Trevorrow leave um, Episode Nine. It's just, it's one of those things where directors leaving seems to become a lot more common, especially if you're looking at. Yeah, films.
0: It, it, it's kind of crazy um, because directors leaving isn't a new thing. Directors have left always from movies. But, especially lately, it seems to be coming more and more frequent. And I don't really know why that is, but I have my speculations. One of my biggest speculations is maybe directors are getting kind of spoiled, and they. The, studios and directors are both getting more uh, they're kind of getting the big head if you will so like studios want to say hey you have to do this this and this and directors also want to say hey I'm going to do this this and this and it depends on who the director is certain directors I think you should let them take their own take and certain directors I think you should let the studio take its take but I think that's kind of. I think that has to be part of it. Directors and studios just can't agree on what direction the film should go, and I think it's happening more and more as the studios start to get more um, insistive on things.
2: Yeah, because a lot of the times when the news breaks and somebody's left, it's almost always because of creative differences, and everybody knows that Disney's kind of like. I don't want to use the word stickler because it's a weird word, but they kind of. <laughs> Are really hard on certain people for certain things. Like they want to do a certain storyline, and if you don't do it the way they want it, then they get rid of you.
0: Well, they got rid yeah. the the people from uh, Han Solo. They actually, it came out a couple weeks after they reportedly left. Um, a rumor broke that Disney actually fired them pretty much. Yeah. And I don't doubt mm. that at all, especially after hearing the direction that they were trying to take the movie. I mean, what what we heard is that they were trying to make Han Solo like Jim Carrey from The Mask, and I'm 100% yeah, not okay with like that. Movie. I remember
3: reading that. And like cuz when I first heard they were leaving, I was I was kind of annoyed, um but after I saw that, I was so goddamn relieved. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, that's the thing. It kind of, it's one of the other reasons that I think directors keep on leaving. Because, it, like, nothing now is original. Everyone knows that. Everything's either a remake, a sequel, a reboot, or just a retelling, in general. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you have a lot of fans, like, because cinema's been around for long enough, a lot of your fans are now older, but you've also got to appeal to that younger generation. And so, you either go and try to appeal to that younger generation, or you try and stick to the tradition and try and appeal the older generation. And somewhere along the way, the two mash, and they never end... Well, which is why directors end up leaving. Like, like I said, uh, Phil Miller and Chris Laws leaving Han Solo, because I feel like they were trying to target a younger audience, trying to get a bit more comedy, trying to make it a bit more Lego movie. But
2: the yeah, studio... they did 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street, and then both of the new Lego movies, right? So, I mean, I yeah, kind of yeah. understand... I, agree with what you're saying.
1: Uh, and so... But the studio is by the time they wanted to keep the character... but like they wanted to keep him true to the character. That Han Solo isn't a funny guy. He's a cocky bastard that everyone loves to hate. Ex- and that yeah. a lot of the comedy yeah.
0: comes from that. You summed it up perfectly. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. Beautiful I, Brit. Yeah, you beautiful <laughs> man. You, I... I, I kind of want to see, maybe if they have some footage that they've done. I wouldn't mind seeing what it's like, because I feel like it could be something original that they could maybe adapt into a not Han Solo movie. But you can't do that with such a beloved character. And that's, I mean, that's the biggest problem that this movie's had so far. And I know this movie's going well now, but it was just, it, it went through such a rough period of time. I mean, there were talks when all of this happened and the directors left there were talks of the movie you know not even getting made and that's just I'm glad it's still getting made but to go through that rough of a period it makes me very nervous about the outcome of this film
1: well Ryan Howard he's got it he can handle it I mean also you've got Childish Gambino himself the great Donald Mm -hmm. Glover like just make a film about Glover like if they did a 21 Jump Street-style film with Donald Glover and that alien from uh, Episode Six. Yeah, I'd watch that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs>
0: Lando, movie. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, just give
3: they, us a Lando. Why, honest, w-
0: like. That's my thing. Why did they do a Han Solo movie when so much of his story has been told and his story seems to start with Star Wars? That's when his story really seems to begin. But then you've got mm-hmm. a character like Lando with so much backstory that's just briefly mentioned and you just make him a character in the Han Solo movie. That makes zero sense to me.
3: Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm hoping. Sure. I'm hoping we do get a spinoff after um, the Han, Han Solo will. movie. Well, depending I mean, especially, on how, especially since his brother and he's such a l- beloved guy. Yeah, I mean, how can you how can you hate the the man himself, Donnie G. <laughs> Daddy G. I mean, exactly.
0: Childish Landino. I like to, I like to believe that
1: um, Lando's only in the film just because they wanted to work with Donald Glover. Like, he doesn't he actually matter to the story. He, you could tell a story and he doesn't matter to it, but they just wanted to make a film with Donald Glover because he's that great.
0: No, I want him to be the key to the entire thing. Whatever their plot is, whatever the story is that's happening. I want Lando to be the key that helps them solve whatever issue they're going through. I want him to be the most important character in the movie because I love him so much. Lando is my favorite character from all of Star Wars. And now one of my favorite actors, my favorite music artist, one of my favorite human beings ever born (laughs) is playing my favorite character. I want him to be the most important guy in this entire film.
2: He only has a 10-minute cameo. Promise me you won't kill yourself.
0: I probably will. I think.
3: I think I might even consider killing myself. Like I don't. I don't think do that like I every other then, so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh. Speaking of directors leaving, we got to bring up one of the biggest shocks of directors leaving ever, simply because of the circumstances surrounding it, and that's with Justice League. Zack Snyder left. I I feel really bad talking about this just because it's such awful circumstances for a director to leave a film, Mm -hmm. but we've got Joss Whedon taking over. Things are looking really good for Justice League, but it seems like the release date may be pushed back to 2018.
2: I highly doubt it actually will. I think it's just another one of those 20 million weekly DCEU rumors. I also
3: doubt that it will but if I'm being honest I kind of do hope it will just so they have more time to perfect it it. because I if I'm being honest I don't have a huge amount of faith in this movie mostly because I don't have faith in Snyder as a director however Whedon on the other hand if given actual time to perfect this movie it could be a quality film
0: Oh yeah, I mean, my thing is, if if they're going to push it back, push it back for the sake of making it a better movie, mm-hmm. a- and 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 roll with that. And I honestly think they should, because Whedon is not only reshooting a lot of scenes, he's rewriting a lot of scenes. Uh, according to some some estimates, their estimates is he that he's rewritten like half of the film already. And I don't think go ahead and redo the whole film because then you're just making a completely new film. And that's fairly disrespectful to Snyder. Keep some of his stuff because he is such, so, he's, he's a beautiful cinematographer. He's just not good at storytelling. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I would like to see this collaboration of the two. And I think with time and, and, and patience, especially in the editing department to really get the pacing right and make this seem like one coherent film, I think pushing it back. It could be spectacular, and it could be one of the best uh, comic book – it could be the best DCEU movie, and it could be one of the best comic book movies if they take their time with it.
2: You got to remember that with Batman v Superman, they pushed that back two or three times if I remember correctly, and it was still a piece of shit. So
0: I mean I get what you're saying,
2: but – can never know of them.
0: But that was still it's Snyder. Been, that was one director who pushing pushing it back because cool. he wasn't done changing things. See, the thing is,
1: the problem that I have if they push it back to 2018 is the amount of films that they're going to have to be competing with. So let's say they push it back. Let's say they push it back to January, February. You're competing with Deadpool 2. Let's say they push it back to March, April, May. You're dealing with Avengers Infinity War, which they will not win, no matter what they do. Let's say you push back a bit further, then you're dealing with Black Panther. And then, essentially, unless they decide to do a full year pushback, even then that messes up their typography because they've got the Aquaman film coming out next year as well. So unless you want to release an Aquaman film before Justice League... It's kind of hard to find a spot they can put it in well, since without jo- <laughs> it being challenged.
0: Since the Aquaman movie is supposed to be a prequel, that's not that big of a deal anyway, and it would just give us more backstory to his character. But if you look at it this way, if they make a fantastic movie, and let's say it's better than the first Avengers. I don't think it will be. Let's say for the sake of this um, this analogy here, let's say it's better. It's it's better than Joss Whedon's Avengers. And it releases the same weekend as Infinity War. The opening box office, Infinity War is going to kick Justice League's ass. But with word of mouth, people saying, hey, this Justice League movie is better than Avengers. Overall, I think it'll kill them in the box office just because it's a Justice League movie. We've seen two other Avengers movies, and now we're seeing a Justice this – is, this isn't the Avengers. This is the damn Justice League and if word of mouth spreads that it's a good movie, especially for the people who are disappointed in the rest of the DCEU, I think it'll kill in the box office. I still don't know if it would be Infinity War though. I honestly it's, it's, You can go ahead. If you have the word of mouth of people saying it's better than Infinity War, if it is, then it I think it would because it's a Justice League movie.
1: Okay. I okay. I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm kind of with Dole, and I'm kind of not. I'm with Dole in the fact of if you look at Wonder Woman, that's become one of the highest-grossing superhero films of all time, and that basically got a success just based on word of mouth and people. Yeah, were going, it had a terrible you know, opening awesome weekend. Movie, you do film that's not complete shit? And then yeah. And then at the same time, most of the people who are going to be seeing this film grew up with things like Batman the Animated Series, Superman the Animated Series, uh, the Justice League Animated Series, and Justice League Unlimited. So you would have a good fan base if you did a good enough film. But at that same time, the MCU has been running for 10 years at that point. And even with the box office that you make, you would make a fantastic amount of box office from releasing it. That's undisputed. But at the same time, a lot of people know that this is what ten years of the MCU has been building up for. Every film we've had led to this one moment. Exactly. And
0: but you I still like have to look. You still, you still have to look at it as a Justice League movie. You have let's let's look at it like this. Let's say they're going for the new audience, the people who haven't been following the MCU for ten years. You look at it and you see a Justice League movie that you've heard is good and you have an, an Avengers movie, which you've heard is equally good, which one are you going to see? Because personally, I'm going to see Justice League any day of the week.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think that it's just, like, commonly known that Justice League is more beloved than Avengers, just, like, as a team and just as the characters in general.
0: And take all of that, all of that that we just said about comparing it to Avengers, and now let's pop it into Deadpool too it's going to smack Deadpool 2 right in the ass. Mm-hmm. Even if it came out, even without the prior knowledge, because here's what you've got. You've got parents taking their kids who love superheroes and, and, and whatever. You've got a Justice League movie, or you've got this already rated Deadpool movie that you mistakenly took your kid to the first one of, and they were scarred for life. <laughs> You're taking them to Justice League. Especially if it comes out, Against Deadpool, even if it comes out before or after Deadpool, it's going to kill Deadpool in the box office just because of its PG 13 rating.
2: That's, yeah, that's a good yeah. point. I forgot about that.
0: So I think pushing it back, plus, right now it's competing against Thor Ragnarok, which, if it doesn't have that word of mouth and it winds up being trash, it's not going to beat out Thor Ragnarok.
2: No, because Ragnarok is one of the most anticipated movies around right now. I know I'm
3: hyped for it. So Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I'm, yes, I'm more excited for that than I am for Justice League at this point.
0: And if Same. you had, if you if you had told me before Batman v Superman came out, "Hey, in 2 years, you're going to have the choice to see a Thor movie or to see a Justice League movie, and you will be more excited for the Thor movie and choose it over the Justice League movie." <laughs> I would have laughed in your face and called you an idiot. But here we yeah. are, two years yeah. later, and surprisingly, I'm more excited for Ragnarok.
2: Uh, this is you know, troubling absolutely.
3: times, my
1: friend. I think I'm, I think I'm still more excited for Justice League. But I'm hyped, incredibly hyped, for Ragnarok. But, I don't know, just personal opinion, it comes down to it, I guess. Mm-hmm.
0: I would be excited for Justice League if I thought it was going to be a good movie, but I don't. That's my problem. I don't think Justice League is going to be good, and that's 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 the core issue.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I see that the problem is I just I'm too trusting and I have too much faith in the wrong things.
0: So <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. Speaking of Marvel. So there's been a rumor rumor around, and I don't even know where it started or what started it, but that they're doing a Stan or no, it's not that they're doing it, but apparently Leonardo DiCaprio wants to star as Stan Lee in a Stan Lee biopic. Well,
1: yeah, I've, heard that. I've heard the that I've also heard that Stanley wants him to play, or Stanley said that he was in the running to play. So I have no idea which one mm. to believe. Yeah, so who, who was, was that? Was,
2: um, before him that everybody wanted him to wanted to play Stan? I forget who it was. Boss was logic, Brian uh, Cranston. That was Brian, that was Brian Cranston. Cranston. Yeah. I,
0: Brian still, Cranston? personally, I would choose Cranston over Leo any day. Yeah, looks more like him. I think he could he can do charming a little bit better. Like Leo can do charming really well, but Leo also is much better at playing a dick. And Cranston, yeah. while well being good at playing a dick, also does tr- he does the dad extremely well. Just look at Malcolm in the Middle, or even look at um, Power Rangers. He That'd can he can do that right. really well.
1: Leo can do caring, but at the same time, Leo is more womanizer than he is caring. Cranston's more, but they're both likable. But they're likable in separate ways. Leo is likable as someone who can get what he wants, who can do... like that? Charism- he's got that charismatic side. Cranston instance, has that charismatic side, but he's more of the caring, softer side.
0: Yeah, exactly. Also, everybody wants Tom Holland to play young Stan Lee, which would be really cool, but it would also be super confusing because then people would just be like, why do they have Spider-Man playing Stan Lee? Stan Lee and, is and Spider-Man. And... and, and- like I think it would be neat because he does look a lot like young Stanley Lee, but it would be mm-hmm. super confusing to people who don't keep up with this like like you have to look at this from the perspective of someone who's not a huge nerd because they don't just make movies for huge nerds, which I think they should, but yeah. that's that's besides the point but I mean, you have to look at it from that perspective, and that would be utterly confusing.
2: Well, I mean, if they just had like a quick scene where it, like shows him throughout the years before he actually starts working on Marvel and stuff, and because I don't, I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember what age they were com- like uh, comparing Tom to. But if you kind of like show him throughout the years, like no audio or anything, just music or whatever, and it's just like a brief thing where it's like, oh hey, look for like an Easter egg more than anything, and then it gets on and then kind of like silent intro. And then they have Leo or Cranston or whoever to actually start the story of it. You know
1: what I mean? It, mm-hmm. uh, the only reason I want Leo to play Stan Lee is just so you can get the mash name Stan Leo. I love that too much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even
0: yeah. think of that. <laughs> yeah, it is It is pretty glorious. He told me earlier and I've been contemplating whether it's the best thing I've heard in my entire life ever yeah. since. <laughs> The verdict I, is I out. I think it very well might be. Yeah, the verdict is out. The answer is yes. <laughs> yeah, we, we have liftoff. Um,
3: all right. Well, this is this has been great, guys. I'm going to have to hop off right now. Um, so I've enjoyed talking with all of you. Um, enjoy the rest of the podcast without me. I'll see you all next you time. <laughs>
0: all right, we'll see you I man. love you too, Logan. <laughs>
3: we'll see you in a bit, yeah?
0: Yeah, we'll see you in a bit, Yeah. Yeah. All right, so That's that a was
1: inside joke that no one's going to get.
0: So that was Dan. What a great guy! What a fantastic guy!
1: Let's hope that he still has his house to go back to.
0: <laughs> Don't say yeah. that, because there's an actual chance that he couldn't. I'm,
1: That's I'm true. sure he would, like. Of oh, oh, no. he lives in Florida.
2: I, That's what they're talking about.
0: Oh yeah, do you want to say thoughts and prayers to everyone in South Florida South. and Texas. Um, who has gone through these hurricanes. There's not much we can do as a small podcast as far as gathering you know, money and stuff. But I would like to say if you have the opportunity, um, there are plenty of places taking donations for this. I know I've personally donated. I really think nobody expects to go through something like this. It's a huge shock to those people who have had to go through this. And nobody really understands quite what it's like unless it happens to you. So if you do feel obligated, um, and I know that this probably won't reach anyone who does, but if you do, I would like to say just do what you can and do what you're able to.
1: I agree. If you have the opportunity to, then I would say even if it's like a tiny amount of money, still donates. Like, it's, it's a bit cliche, but every little does help. If you had a thousand people donate one cent, you've got a thousand dollars, though. You have a $100 there, like, immediately. And it, when you consider the population of the U.S. and how many people there are in this world, just, like, uh, maybe some pocket change could do a lot of good in the long run.
2: Definitely, definitely. Yes, so like, instead of going to McDonald's or something, because, you know, us Americans are fat, you just send some money down to Florida. So, you don't have I to mean, be an
0: American either. You can donate from all over the sure. world. I think mm, Apple's got it set cool, up where you cool, cool. can pay through yeah. iTunes, um, which is a mm. pretty neat pretty neat thing let's get back on topic for a minute we've had some pretty god-awful movie posters come out this year and i mean bad we've had some pretty garbage posters the spider-man homecoming you could tell which posters were produced by sony and which ones by marvel the ones that were produced by marvel were beautiful the rest of them were utterly terrible um Like the
2: brown paper one with the stickers and the cutouts?
0: We don't even need to talk about that one. But yes, that is one of the ones that were terrible. The Black Panther poster wasn't all that good. Um, Every picture that Justice League has released as promo art or a poster has pissed me off in one way or the other because it's not good. Even the the – I like I'm the first look like-
2: with the Superman where he's kind of smiling and it's like all of them together. See, but- I don't even
0: like – that one's just boring to me. It doesn't do anything to, for me. The
1: one I like the most is the Alex Ross one.
0: See, even the Alex Ross one, if you really take it down and look at it, I think Batman has white lines around him. Uh, the Flash, there's actually a cutoff where the saturation changes right around the bottom. to mention that, yeah. Aquaman, his suit you can tell where it's colored. It's even colored over his hair in some places. And they're just extremely lazy excuses for posters. And and yeah, exactly. I mean I I think personally anyone in this chat could do better. Yes. And that that's sad. And the 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 thing about the Alex Ross the I mean the thing that gets me about it is Alex Ross's art is so beautiful and it's so gorgeous it's got its it's got its rich color and the contrast is done just right and the shadow work in those is amazing and it seems like what they did with these Justice League posters is all right we're going to bump up the saturation bump up the contrast down the darkness there you go Alex Ross and it's just that's not it and it it bugs me to no end
1: that's fair enough. I mean, I, like, the reason I think I like it is the shadow work. I'm a big fan of the shadow work in those posters, even though it's simplistic.
0: See, I don't even see the shadow work when I do it. To me, I look at it and it's like, all right, they just made it darker. And that that's what gets me because you can do some beautiful things with shadow work in Photoshop, especially on a professional level. And it's just like they didn't.
2: My problem, it's a really minor thing, but my biggest problem, aside from all the stuff you guys have already mentioned, obviously, but is that for some of the poses that they put them in, they were clearly trying to get the Alex Ross' poses, but they put like the wrong heroes in certain poses. Like I think they put Flash in Superman's pose. and No, Flash was Batman in Flash. In I middle. think
0: Flash and Wonder Woman were the only ones in their correct pose, because Batman and took Batman. Superman's pose because Superman wasn't there. Aquaman yeah, was in
2: like the wrong spot. He was in the wrong pose, and Aquaman was like on the wrong side or something. It was just like everybody was not where they should be for a recreation.
0: Well, they used it to fill the center. Um, the center five, no, center six. Yeah. They used it to fill the center six, which I'm fine with. And the heroes that were part of the center six we're in that center 6 in their spot. So Wonder Woman was in her spot, Flash was in her spot. Well, the the rest of them from the center 6 except for Batman and I think it I think it serves right to have Batman in Superman's spot simply for the fact that it Batman's leading the Justice League in this film and Superman's not yeah. around. So I think that I that doesn't bug me nearly as much as the design elements because I feel like they I feel like they did the right thing. In filling the core group with the core members from the movie,
1: actually, just to bit off topic, but you mentioned bad superhero posters. What do you think of Logan's posters? I thought Logan's
0: posters were very simple, and in doing that, if it had been any movie other than Logan, I don't know that I would have liked them. But they worked perfectly for Logan.
2: The first one they released with the close-up of his face and how it's bloodshot and he's scarred up. It just shows how not badly he's aged because that's the point of it, but it just shows everything he's been through. The little scars, the disease that they don't really talk about until in the actual movie, but
0: it just shows everything that he's been through without even having to say anything because it's a poster. But That was the second just, one they released. You're forgetting the first one, which was him with his claws out and Laura was holding oh, his um, hand. Yes. And they released that, that before great. they had even that cast is. Laura in the movie.
1: Mm-hmm. No, that one, because what happened was they released that. But someone pointed out her fingers were way too long because they wrapped all the way around the hand. And if you remove the hand, it looks really odd because the thing is just look like aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's really strange.
2: When they did that actual thing in the movie when she grips his hand, it didn't even look the same. And so it was... Because I remember when I saw it in the movie, I was like comparing it to the trailer in my mind. I'm like, well, wait a second. I mean, not the trailer, but the poster in my mind. I was like, wait a second. That's, that's kind of weird. And then... It makes sense now that you mention it with the longer fingers, but. I just like remember them looking at fingers. it weird. You
0: know what long fingers are I, good for? Honestly, I honestly think, think that picking a lot your of posters
1: created by editors have been better than posters this year. Like, my favorite Logan poster was actually fan made. And it was another sort It kept the same style as the professional ones. It was the same simplistic sunset style, which I love, Especially for the film. It made a lot of sense. But it was. um. It was Logan, Laura, and Professor X standing just in the desert, <clears throat> and their shadows cast Wolverine's claws. There was uh, fan like
0: made. That was not fan-made. That was made by Stephen, who's a buddy of mine. He designs posters was that, professionally. Walmart poster? Huh? Yeah, it was a Walmart that poster. Walmart poster? So you can actually go into Walmart. I, you can probably still buy it, but they used it on a lot of promotional art. There, it wasn't fan-made. I could see how you'd get that because you probably saw it on Instagram because he did post it. But it, it it was an official poster. It just wasn't the official one that they used for the movie. I don't know why, because it was glorious. Um, but yeah, that was actually made by by Steve.
2: Yeah, because I got it when I got um, the Logan box set stuff with all the little pictures of him throughout the movies and stuff. It's really cool.
1: I'm just trying to think what, what other 2017 movies have been.
0: Oh, um, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's posters were okay, But the thing that kind of made it it pissed me off a a little bit. Um, Number one, they were they were all kind of sloppy. um, Except there's one poster that stands out that was actually really good, and that's the one with her holding the tank above her head. The rest of them, I I think, were kind of underwhelming. Um, But they actually one
2: where she's on the beach. Like it was one of the first ones I think where she's just kind of kneeling down on the beach. That one's pretty cool. But I mean, there's nothing really important about it.
0: The problem I have with that one is they actually reused um, a a photo shoot that they had for BVS and so it was some of the and they've done the same thing with Justice League they've used um, Batman v Superman shots of Wonder Woman for all three movies instead of getting new shots made and then they just slightly changed the color of the costume depending on which movie it is and that really really bugs me Because, I mean, how much could it cost to bring in, to just have another picture made?
1: Too much, according to one of others. I
0: mean, especially when the costume changes slightly between um, Wonder Woman and Batman v. Superman. It doesn't change much, but there are some differences like the sword and the shield. Um, I think the gauntlets had more silver um, accents in Wonder Woman and now in Justice League. And so that just
1: kind of. was as well, like bits sort all of more dirty, a little bit more grimy.
0: Yeah. And so that, that yeah. just kind of bugs me a lot, actually.
1: Um, actually, I'm just looking at some of the 2017 posters. The Mummy had some terrible posters, but I don't think anyone expected much of that film at all. Yeah, The Mummy was a terrible,
0: I mean. terrible
1: movie, so. Yeah, I mean. Uh, the fact that they still might be able to build a cinematic universe of that is.
0: Standard. I don't think they can. I think I think that is dead in the water. You know, what had some great I'm posters.
2: Really, really hopeful that they still do because I thought The Dracula Untold was going to be the start of it, and I was very excited for that because that was a great movie. But then they said that the moment was going to be the start of it, and Dracula Untold wouldn't even be part of it. So then I was upset, but. For years, years, I've been waiting for a creature from the Black Lagoon reboot because he's one of my favorite monsters. He's second only to the Wolfman, in my opinion. But it's just, I've waited so long for a good redesign of him. And now that we might not be getting it because of the mummy, it's just, it
1: saddens me. See, the thing is, what I want, rather than trying to do a cinematic universe just because it's what's popular at the moment, I'd go for a remake of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I I, I know that film's terrible, and I know it's bad, but it's one of my guilty pleasure films. I love it to death. I watch it all the time. Yeah, me too. Uh, Yeah, it's it's a bad film. I think think it's like everyone's everyone's guilty pleasure. Yeah, it's one of those films that everyone loves, but at the same time, everyone knows it's shitty. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I It's a weird film, but I wouldn't mind a remake of that because the actual introductions and sort of character histories
0: were done all right. It's, it's a strange mixture. I mean, it could be a lot oh. like uh, Ocean's Eleven where the first one was good, it wasn't terrible, and then they remade it and it just blew the original out of the water. There are movies like that, and I think that could definitely be one of them.
1: Oh, Sure. Also, I don't know what you. Guys, um, what did you guys think of the It posters?
0: They were all right. Nothing special, in my opinion. There were some See, the beautiful posters, fan made posters.
1: Spooky. But I saw the film on Friday, no Sunday, and it's incredible. It's probably become one of my favorite films of all time, and I'm sad that the posters didn't do it justice. Because I,
3: really the post-
1: previous, I post- haven't seen it, it yet. Oh, I recommend it. Like even if you're not a fan of horror, go see it because it's a weird, it's a strange new film. Not new film, but it's a film that can be viewed in a load of different ways. If you watch it in a certain way, you can see it as a dark comedy, a thriller, a horror, a coming-of-age movie, a drama, a romance film at some to a degree, and it's just. It's a really amazing film, and if none of you have seen it yet, have you?
0: No, I haven't. Are either of you fans of horror? Not personally. Personally, um, I find horror – if horror done well, I'm a fan of, like um, The Shining, fantastic movie, because it does the thing that I think every movie should do, and it's a movie first and then a horror movie second. And I feel like there hasn't been a horror movie in the past sh- – Twenty years to do that to be a movie first and then a horror movie second, but from what I've heard about it, that's what that's what it does. Um, it, it takes and it, it it's a cinematic film and then it's a horror movie, and so I'm kind of excited. I'm planning on seeing it.
1: Okay, in that no, case, me, Robert, it is great like that because it's, it's one of those films where the reason I think I can identify that is. If you removed Pennywise the Clown from it, it would still work as an amazing film.
0: Alright, so Logan, you wanted to talk about Injustice 2. Is that right?
2: Yeah. It's it's a really good game. I know it's been out for a while since so everybody kind of knows what it is. The hype around it's pretty much died down, but I had just gotten it. so. But they have just released the... Um, the newest fighter pack which has Black Manta, Hellboy which is awesome and Raiden from Mortal Kombat and the only character they've actually released so far is Black Manta and they had a couple multiverse things going on and I know Josh is the only other one that plays it so let him chime in a little bit on this
1: I've I've not actually played Black Manta yet, he looks like fun but at the same time he basically just looks like Aquaman with a bit of technology, rather than you know Magic, whatever, Ackman, no, Ackerman, cause I, like. I've actually played as him, and he is quickly
2: becoming one of my favorite characters, I actually fight as, because Green Arrow is number one, and then yeah. right now, Black Manta is definitely number two, because he's, he's fast, he's got a lot of cool moves, he can shoot his eye beams and he, his gear is amazing. I haven't actually unlocked any of his shaders yet, but... This gear is awesome, except for this one headpiece that kind of looks like a hammerhead shark. I'm not too big on that one, but.
1: I, I love the idea that, like, in an Aquaman film, suddenly everyone just starts changing gear because they leveled up. That'd be yeah. Great. <laughs> Midway through the film, Aquaman gets one hit on uh, on Black Manta, and suddenly he gets a new trident just because of no, that. No,
0: he gets a new harpoon hand. That's what my boy Aquaman's getting.
1: If he does not at some point have a harpoon hand in DCU, I would be severely disappointed and I'm very disappointed that he doesn't have a harpoon hand in Injustice Uh, yeah I know but I don't really like Injustice at least Injustice 2
2: Aquaman's design whatsoever because basically you try to change his gear at least starting out you just basically most of his stuff that I've gotten so far just takes more clothes off of him like he has the straps when you start off but then you get like a different belt and so it takes the straps away and then you try to change his shoulder armor and then he loses more straps that he has on his arms Eventually, and it's like by the time he's I add anything nude. else he's going to be naked he's going to be running around yeah. in like a Submariner like Speedo
0: no 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 completely nude balls and all <laughs> Awkward, that's dude. what I want to see
1: I also want to see that like, viewers like, ladies if you level up high enough
0: you don't have to fight in clothes <laughs> <laughs> alright guys on that note I think we're going to have to close this out. I think that's a great note to close everything well, out on.
1: Before Up we do this, like I'd like to talk a bit about the iPhone, because I know you're a big iPhone fanatic. I am a huge iPhone like, fan. Disagree.
0: The iPhone X, the iPhone 8, they released some stuff about that. It looks cool. Whatever. Push that to the side. The iPhone X uh, looks to be the best iPhone that's come out in a lo- since Steve Jobs died, probably. Because each iPhone since has been kind of like, oh, Well, here's a slightly different version of the previous iPhone. The iPhone X is the 10th anniversary iPhone, and it's completely different. There's some completely new things in it. They've completely gotten rid of the home button. The screen goes edge to edge. The cameras on it are amazing. Even the front-facing camera is beautiful. It's got the dual cameras, which is on the back of the iPhone 7. They've adapted that and made it small enough to put it on the front of the iPhone X, Everything about this phone just looks amazing. I can't wait to put in my pre-order in October. But I mean, there's not a whole lot. If you want, to, if you want more information, you can go to Apple's website and they've got all the information up there. But I'm just going to personally say I'm extremely excited for this phone.
2: Oh boy, a thousand dollar ripoff of a Galaxy. Sign me up. Screw you, Logan. That's what I, I have. Just, I have You're Galaxy just a written-
0: S7, I think.
2: So I'm happy with my phone, you're and just it a, has pretty much all the stuff that your new phone has.
0: You're just a ripoff of all of us, is what you are.
2: I didn't even know you guys until after I was already editing, so you are fake news, sir.
0: Yeah, but now you don't even edit, so that's that's what that is. All right, we're going to sign off. I'm Dalton Barrett for Logan and Josh and Daniel, who was in a little bit earlier. I love you, and I'll see you when we meet again right here. I love you guys.